You know, now, we as believers, you know, in Yahshua, we come to the point to where we accept Yahshua HaMashiach as our Adonai and our Savior. Amen? Amen. You know, so, say you're at this point. Yahshua says, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. This is Luke 9.23. So, you've accepted Yahshua as your Adonai, your Mashiach. You've taken up your, your cross or your torture state daily. Emphasis on daily. You know, it's not a one-time event, right? You know, you have to mortify your members daily. When he picked up his, his cross, he wasn't going to have a party. He was going to be tortured. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You know, so we have to pick up our torture stakes daily. You know, and follow Yahshua. Right? Now say, we've even come this far. We've, you know, we accepted Yahshua as our, as our Adonai, our Mashiach, and we've taken up our torture stake, and, you know, daily, and we've been following Yahshua, right? Well, Yahshua teaches us in Yochanan 3.3, he says, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of Elohim. Mm -hmm. Now, when you begin to follow Yahshua, Yahshua is going to do just like Moshe did. He's going to lead you out of Mitzrayim and into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so you're going, he's going to lead you into a wilderness experience. Yeah. Amen? And once you're in that wilderness experience, if you continue to follow Yahshua, you'll come to a point to where you are born again. But then he says in Yochanan 3, 5, Verily, verily, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of Elohim unless they are born of water and the Spirit. So you have to be born again, you know, but you have to be born again and again. Everybody with me? You have to be born again and again. The first birth is of water. Water is a type of the word. It's a type of truth. So to be born of water is to say to be born of the truth. What is truth? The truth is the word. Yoganah 17, 17. Sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. You know, so the word, the truth, water are all pretty synonymous. And it says, and the spirit. Now the interesting thing is, is that the spirit can be depicted as water too. Why is this? It's because the spirit is the spirit of truth. Amen? Amen. So, you must be born again of water and of the spirit. So, say, you accept Yahshua as our Adonai and our Mashiach. Picked up our torture stake and, um, daily and followed him. Even to the point of where we're born again of the, of the uh, water, that is, of the word. And we're born again of the Ruach, that is, the spirit of truth. You know, we are born again and born again. You know, 
Check. We've done all this up to this point, right? Now, what? What comes after that? The book of Joshua comes after that. This is where the book of Joshua picks up. Now, if you haven't gotten to that point, then stay over in Torah. Stay in the first five books because you haven't progressed to the point of Joshua yet. Amen? But to understand what lies ahead, go into the book of Joshua so that you can know what to expect. Amen? You know, and so this is the journey that we're going to take. You know, now, Joshua 1, verses 1 and 2. Let me have my first reader read Joshua 1 and 2. 1, 1 and 2, rather. Now, after the death of Moshe, the servant of Yahuwah, it came to pass that Yahuwah spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moshe's minister, saying, Moshe, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, Arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Hallelujah. All right, so Moshe is dead. Yahshua is dead. You know, now it's time to go over this Jordan. The words translated go over is translated from one Hebrew word of our number 5674, meaning to cross over, to transition. You know, the Jordan or Yarden in the Hebrew, number, number 3383, it speaks to a descender. It's from the root word Yarad, meaning to descend, literally, to go down, downwards or uh, conventionally to a lower region. The Jordan plays a huge part in scripture. And if you don't understand the Jordan, you're likewise not going to understand a lot of other aspects of Scripture. This is a very important place in Scripture. Let's consider where it came from, where it got its name. Um, to, to find so we have to go to Enoch going to go to Enoch I'm going to read chapter 6 verses 1 through 5 it says and it came to pass when the children of <coughs> excuse me when the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters and the angels the children of heaven saw and lusted after them and they said to one another come let us choose wives from among the children of men and beget us children and Sunyaza, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear ye will not indeed agree to do this deed, and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of a great sin. And they all must and they all answered him and said, Let us all swear an oath 
and all bind ourselves by mutual implications not to abandon this plan but to do this thing. Then swear they all together and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. It continues in verses 6 through 8. It says, and they swear in all 200. It was 200 of them. Who descended in the days of Yared. Do you remember what the root word of Yarden was? It was Yared. The very same word, meaning to descend. Oh, sorry. Um, descended in the days of Yared. On the summit of Mount Hermon. And they called it Mount Hermon because they had sworn and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And these are the names of their leaders. Some Yazah. Their leader, Arakibah, Ramael, Kokobiel, Tamiel, Ramiel, Daniel, Ezekiel, Barakiel, Asael, or Zezel, Amaros, Batariel, Ananel, Zakiel, Sansapiel, Satariel, Turel, Yamayael, and Sariel. These are the chiefs of tens. Now it's clear to see that the river Jordan wasn't named after a person, but rather an event. Yared means to descend. So when it says descended in the days of Yared, it's speaking about they descended in the days of the descent. When they actually came down. When they actually descended upon the earth. It's also interesting to note that Mount Hermon. With his 10,000 foot peaks. Is actually the origin of the river Jordan. Which the word Jordan itself means to be a descender or descendant. But if you think that's something also consider that it descends for approximately 200 miles. That is one mile per angel. It ends at what's called the lowest spot on earth. That is the Dead Sea. With depths of 1,200 feet. Do ye have eyes to see that the, um, the spiritual pick that Yah is showing us in all this? The picture is even that their descent was from heaven to Hades. It's from on high all the way to the lowest spot that you can get here. It's now clear why Yah wouldn't allow its waters to impede Israel. We'll talk about that when we, when we get there in the book of Joshua. But the Jordan River will go on to also become the northern border of Israel. Now the northern border is the same as saying the border of darkness of the land of Israel. And it's where the giants lived. Is where giants lived during the time of King Sihon and Og. In fact, all the land of Canaan is where giants lived. Now, as aforementioned, truth is likened unto water. And the Jordan is a river. So, spiritually speaking, 
It's a picture of truth. Can you see that? But not just any truth. But the truth that descended from Mount Hermon. Where the watchers descended upon the earth. Consider Enoch 7, 1 through 6. My next reader, please. And all the others together with them <clears throat> took wives, and each chose for himself one. And they began to go unto them and to defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. And they began, and they became pregnant, and they were, and they bare great, great giants, whom height were three thousand ells, who consumed all the acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. And they began to sin against bird, birds and beasts and reptiles and fish. And they devoured one another's flesh and drank the blood. And then the earth laid accusation against the law, lawless ones. Okay. The, the Nephilim. Nephilim means of the fallen ones. You know. The Nephilim and the, the Watchers taught mankind many forbidden truths. Y'all wasn't ready for us to learn about these things. And this is just an example of some. It was There were many more. And as a result of those forbidden truths, many of mankind began to worship the Nephilim and their children, the giants, um, instead of Yahuwah Elohim. You know, and that, that should be, they begin to worship the watchers, and the Nephilim was actually their children, um, which were the giants. You know, and they begin to worship the watchers and their, and their children, the Nephilim, which eventually become devils. Hmm. Now, it's these forbidden spiritual truths that came from on high, even from the Nephilim atop Mount Hermon that the Jordan River symbolizes. It symbolizes all those forbidden truths that came from on high that wasn't supposed to come to mankind, that the watchers began to tell humanity. This is what the Jordan River symbolizes throughout scripture. Now with this in mind, consider baptism and how it was done in the Jordan River. Because when Yochanan the Immerser came on the scene. He was baptizing in the Jordan. When Yahshua began to baptize, it was in the Jordan. Amen? Why the Jordan? Because the Jordan symbolizes all of these forbidden truths that descended from on high and came down to the earth. And for those who adhere to them or take part with them, it will lead them straight to Hades. It will lead them to death, even as it leads, the river literally leads to the Dead Sea. 
Now you know why the Dead Sea is the Dead Sea. Now, to show you this, you know, and with, uh, with the baptism, I want you to consider a story in, uh, in the book of Kings. We're going to go to 2 Kings. I'm going to read chapter 5, 9 through 12. It's a story about Naaman. Naaman was a captain in, uh, in the army, and he was a leper. And so, you know, they had an Israelite servant, handmaiden, and she was talking about how Israel, you know, how they had prophets. And, and the prophet, you know, could, could heal folks. And so the king, you know, sent his right-hand man, Naaman, who, had, who was a leper, over to be healed. And so the king got all disgruntled. Like, who am I, God? I this man is trying to start a fight. He sent send this guy over telling me to heal his um his, his guy, you know, of leprosy. You know. So Elisha steps up and say, you know, send him to me. And he shall know there is a prophet in Israel. And so that's a little backdrop to 2 Kings 5. Okay, so we're going to pick it up from verse 9. It says, So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him. <laughs> Elisha was cold. He, was <laughs> he, didn't even, he didn't even go out. He, he sent a messenger unto him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of Yahuwah, his Elohim, and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't never do things the way we want them to mm -hmm. do. Amen. Amen. He says, Are not Abana and Farpar, rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. You know, and he wasn't going to do it. But those that was with him convinced him to do it. And he did, and he became clean. But the, the point of coming here is to show you, like, this was a type of baptism, if you, can, if you have eyes to see. You know, and he had to go and be dipped in the Jordan or the Jordan, the Yarden River. Abana wouldn't, wouldn't do. Farpar wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. Even though they are, in fact, better rivers, mm -hmm. you know, they wouldn't do. Why? Because they don't symbolize those forbidden truths. Mm -hmm. And so what this passage is teaching us is that he became a leper because of those forbidden truths. And he had to be completely cleansed from them in order for him to be made whole. You know, and so this is why he, um, Elisha had him be dipped seven times to, to show that he had to become completely holy. Completely holy. That is completely set apart from those forbidden truths in order to be made whole. Hence, when he did what the prophet said, he was made whole. Mm -hmm. 
you know, but now I pray that you can see in this, you can also, I pray that you can see why everyone had to be baptized in the yard. You know, so now when we read that we're to arise and go over this Jordan River, we should understand that we must arise and cross over or transition from the spiritual truths of the world, that is the spiritual influence of the watchers in their Nephilim or devils. Mm -hmm. We have to arise and, and, go, and go over their spiritual influence. Mm -hmm. Those spiritual truths yeah. that extended from the watchers and their devils. You know, I pray that you can see this. You know, this is why Yahweh part the yarding so that they can go over on dry land so none of the water could touch them, showing that they were free and set apart from those forbidden truths. Joshua 1 2 said, when they go over this Jordan, thou and all the people unto the land which I do give, even the children of Israel. So we're going to talk about this land for, for a bit. The land of Canaan was literally the kingdom of Elohim or the kingdom of heaven. Take note or recall when we read off all those those uh those watchers names that that descended upon Mount Hermon. Did you notice the mass majority of them their names ended with L? L is short for Elohim, right? Mm -hmm. You know, now you know how when you read through the scripture, it is always talking about they pay, they worshiping these pagan gods, yeah. these pagan Elohim. Get the, you see the connection? Yeah. You know, the land of Canaan was literally the kingdom. Of Elohim or the kingdom of heaven because these were the watchers who came from heaven these were the Elohim you know mostly all of their names ended with El they were Elohim in the truest sense of the word you know and they were strong rulers and judges you know over that area and that area was the very heart the epic center of the watchers and their Nephilim or devil's um, influence. That's where it started from there and it went throughout the planet. Even before Yah had even promised this land to Abraham and his descendants, that's what that land was. Now, knowing this should make it, um, make it clear what Yah's plan was for their remnants. You know, because he had a plan for their remnants. Because we read, you know, just like I read in Enoch 6, actually Genesis 6 says the exact same thing. You know, but Genesis 6 tells us that it happened then and afterwards. And so we know that this, this descending, descending upon the earth of the watchers happened again. Now, Knowing this, it should make it clear what Yah's plan was for Israel. And that plan was, I don't know if you can read that. Can you read that? 
mass extinction. That's what Yah's plan was for the remnants of the Watchers and the Nephilim, those devils. That's what we're reading about in Scripture. We're reading about, when we read about the story of Joshua and them going into the land, we're reading about the mass extinction of the remnants of these Watchers and their children in Nephilim. Alright, I know I have some doubters out there, uh, so I'm going to put up a few passages. You know, we have Deuteronomy 20, 2 through 4 says, And it shall be when ye are come nigh unto the battle. You know, this is some instructions about, you know, when they go over into the land, right? You know, and it shall be when ye come nigh unto the battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people. And shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel. Ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts uh, faint. Fear not and do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. Them. Who is them? He's talking about the enemies in the land. He's talking about the giants in the land. The very ones that their, that their fathers refused to go into the land um, because of. Because they said, we look like grasshoppers um, next to them. And even to them, we look like grasshoppers. Remember that? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so he's admonishing them and encouraging them. Don't be afraid. Don't let your hearts faint. Fear not. Do not tremble. You know, why? Verse 4. For Yahuwah your Elohim is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you, to deliver you. Let's jump down to verses 16 through 18. It says, but of the cities of these people. Which Yahuwah thy Elohim doeth give thee for an inheritance. Thou shalt save alive nothing that breatheth. But thou shalt utterly destroy them. Namely the Hittites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. As Yahuwah thy Elohim have commanded thee. That they teach you not to go after their abominations. Forbidden truths which they have done unto their gods the watchers and the nephilim their children so should ye sin against yahuwah your elohim take note that he's tell he tells them to save nothing alive that breathes this means kill the man the woman the children the animals kill everything do you understand that why is Yah being so adamant about destroying everything? Why is he killing the animals? Why is he killing the kids? Because they were polluted. They were hybrids. We just read about the watchers. We just read about the Nephilim and how they polluted the birds and the beasts and the reptiles. Remember? So Yah wasn't leaving nothing to chance. He was saying, annihilate everything that breathes. That they teach you not to do after all their abominations, which they have done unto their gods. Yah wanted this information. He wanted this knowledge. That knowledge that they had brought and that, that worship of them, he wanted it off his planet. 
He wanted to totally destroy it. And this is why he raised up Israel as a nation to go in there and do just that. So should ye sin against Yahuwah your Elohim? Now, I didn't put the um, verses 5 through 15, but if you want to go to Deuteronomy 20 and read verses 5 through 15, you'll find that he has some other instructions for those outside of the land. So outside of the land that he's given them, that to be their inheritance, the ones, the, the um, cities that's far away, if they go to war with them, they weren't to kill everything. They were just to kill the men and they were to save the women and save the, save the animals. But with the land he was giving them, the land of Canaan, he wanted everything eradicated. He wanted mass extinction. Another example of this, a second witness is found in 1 Samuel 15, 1-3. It says, Samuel also said unto Saul, Yahuwah sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore hearken thou unto the voice of the words of Yahuwah. Thus saith Yahuwah Zabaoth, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Mitzrayim. Now go smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not. But slay both man and woman, infant, suckling, ox, sheep, camel, and behinds. Mass extinction. Mass extinction. Understand. When y'all go to them lamps, it's for a reason. Think about what the book of Enoch said and how it said that these watchers got with women and made giants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They found giant bones all over this globe. Mm -hmm. They found some as close as Toledo, Ohio, which is 45 minutes from here. Mm -hmm. What about the reptiles? Mm -hmm. Hello, dinosaurs. Yep. Get what you call dinosaur birds, but yeah, <laughs> them too. Pterodactyls, yeah, hallelujah, thank you. And then beasts, the woolly mammoth. We find evidence of these giants, do we not? Throughout the earth. Don't be naive no more. Don't let nobody tell you nothing different. It's all right here in Yah's word. It's all right here in Yah's word. And why they cover this stuff up? Why they cover this stuff up? Maybe even because those devils are still at work. Other than that, why they cover it up? But look at how Yah works. He uncovered it. In 1948, he uncovered it. Same time he was making Israel a state again, he uncovers it. Come on, people. You got to see this. You got to see this. This is not by happenstance. Also, consider Deuteronomy 13, 12 through 18. It says, if thou shalt err, I'm sorry, if thou shalt hear, say in one of thy cities, that Yahuwah thy Elohim have given thee to dwell therein, saying, Certain men, the children of Bilal, are gone out from among you and have withdrawn 
um, the inhabitants of their city saying, let us go and serve other gods which ye have not known. Okay, now you've been infiltrated. This is kind of what Yahshua is talking about. If your right hand offend me. You know, which ye have not known. Verse 14. Then shalt thou inquire and make search and ask diligently and behold, if it be truth and the thing certain that such abomination is wrought among you, Thou shalt surely smite the inhabitants of that city with the edge of the sword, destroying it utterly and all that is therein, and the cattle thereof with the edge of the sword. And thou shalt gather all the spoil of it into the midst of the street thereof and burn with fire the city and all the spoil thereof, every whit for Yahuwah thy Elohim. And it shall be in heat forever. It shall not be built again. And there shall cleave not of the cursed thing to thine hand. Mm -hmm. See, you have to understand that this this forbidden knowledge, this forbid these forbidden truths, this yarden river of forbidden truths will cause ye to become accursed. Will cause Yah to turn his face from you. Verse 17 continues on, saying that Yahuwah may turn from the fierceness of his anger and show thee mercy. And have compassion upon thee. And multiply thee as he hath sworn unto thy fathers. When thou shalt hearken to the voice of Yahuwah thy Elohim. To keep all his commandments which I command thee this day. To do that which is right in the eyes of Yahuwah thy Elohim. Mm -hmm. This is what Yah wants. He wants us to do right. He, but he wants us to do what's right in his eyes. He don't want us to do what's right in our eyes. He wants us to do what's right in his eyes. See, man has a way of looking at things and saying, oh, it's okay. But Yah has a way of saying what he wants, and he's an L of specificity. He tells us specifically how he wants it. And that's the only right way. Any deterrent from that way is the wrong way. The only one that's qualified, hear me well, the only one that's qualified to say what's right is the creator of a thing. Because only the creator know why he created something. Only the creator knows why he, what purpose he created something for. The man who created the chair, he made it to be sat in. Now you can take it and change light bulbs and it works just fine. Right. You can take it and use it to put things on the shelf and it works great. Mm -hmm. But that is the wrong way of using it. Yep. Right. Because that's not what the creator intended mm -hmm. it um, for. You understand? Yeah. There's a right way to things and a wrong way to things and only the creator can define what's right. And our creator is the only one that can that can dictate or tell us what's right for us. Because he's the only one that knows why and how he made us. Right. So you see, Yah utilized Israel to exterminate the natural remnants of the watchers and their Nephilim or devils from the land. But he's using Yahushua to exterminate their spiritual remnants. Mm -hmm. So he used natural Israel to destroy the natural remnants. And he's using spiritual Israel 
i.e. the followers of Yahshua, to exterminate their spiritual remnants. Yeah. Hence we see in Matthew Yahu 8, 16 and 17 says, When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, mm -hmm. that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Mm -hmm. So you see, Yahshua was getting with these devils when he was here. Yes. You know, he was fighting against them. Can you see that? Yes. You know, he was taking the land. Mm. He was taking the land. Yeah, I don't think y'all heard it, but... Yeah, I don't <clears throat> You know... Matthew Yahoo 10, 7, and 8 says, As you go preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Again, can't you see? He's sending his apostles out. He's sending his body out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The body of Yahshua also went and cast out devils. Mm -hmm. They are taking the land. Even as Joshua will go into the kingdom of Elohim and take the land. Mm -hmm. Hence we read in Psalms 100, make a joyful noise all ye lands. Mm -hmm. Somebody got to take back the land. Consider Matthew Yahoo 12, 25 through 28. And Yahushua knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? You know, they were trying to say Yahshua and his apostles are, you know, hey, they, they're, they're casting out Satan by Satan. You know, and y'all say, no, 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 no. You got things twisted. No. Verse 27. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Mm -hmm. Therefore, they shall be your judges. Mm -hmm. But if I cast out devils by the Ruach of Elohim, then the kingdom of Elohim is come unto you. And we know the kingdom of Elohim truly had come unto him because yes. we know he was casting them out. By the finger of Elohim. Amen. You know. So. You have to understand. Yes. There is a physical land. But there's also a spiritual land. There was mass extermination. From natural Israel. In the physical land. Now there needs to be mass extermination. By the spiritual Israel in the spiritual land. Matthew Yahoo 1333. You know, we're still talking about this land. It says, Another parable spake he unto them The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a man took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leaven. You know, so 
we're talking about the kingdom of Elohim here, the kingdom of heaven. You know. Also consider Mark 4:26 through 28. And he said, So is the kingdom of Elohim, as if a man should cast a seed into the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring and grow up, and he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. Also consider Matthew Yahoo 13, 31. Another parable put he forth unto the unto them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of a mustard seed which a man took and sold in his field can you see that in each one of these instances where it's talking about the kingdom of Elohim and it's saying what the kingdom is like in every one of them the kingdom is hidden can you see that the kingdom is hidden you know it's either in the ground hidden or it's in the mill hidden the point is, the kingdom of Elohim is not apparent. It's not apparent. It's hidden. That's what Yahshua is trying to get across here. Consider Luke 17, 20 and 21. He says, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of Elohim should come, so they're demanding them to tell them when the kingdom of Elohim shall come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of Elohim cometh not with observation. You cannot physically see it. Hence, except ye be born again, ye cannot see the kingdom of Elohim. Amen? Because if you're not born again, all you have is physical eyes, and physical eyes can't see a spiritual kingdom. Verse 21, neither shall they say lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of Elohim is within you. So now you understand that when it talks about the woman taking and hiding it in three measures of meal, it's hiding it in man. When it talks about taking the seed and putting it in the ground, it's talking about hiding it in man. The mustard seed, hiding it in man. Because the kingdom of Elohim is within you. Let's consider the expounding of one of, of, of one of Yahshua's parables. He says, Hear therefore the parable of the sword. This is Matthew 13, 18, and 19. He says, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not. Then come of the wicked one and catch it away that which was sown in his heart. Hello, kingdom of Elohim. It's in man's heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. See, what I'm trying to get you to see is that when those watchers descended upon the earth, when they begin to pour out this for these forbidden truths mm -hmm. on Mount Hermon, mm -hmm. that they came down even as the river Yarton and led right to the depths of Hades. Mm -hmm. And everyone who partakes of those waters mm -hmm. goes where those waters go. Mm -hmm. And that's death, yeah. even to the Dead Sea. 
I'm trying to get you to see that through those wars, the whole earth was polluted. Not just that region, but the whole earth became polluted. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. And Yahshua came to purify, mm -hmm. to purify the earth. And it has to start with the parts of the yarden that's in you. The parts of the yard and the parts of that forbidden knowledge, those forbidden truths that have come down through the generations that have gotten into your very makeup and your very being. That's what has to be eradicated because that opens doors for these devils to come in. And these devils have to be dealt with. You can't just leave them in the land. You got to take the land from them. I pray you hear what I'm saying. We have to take back the land. This is what the book of Joshua is about. It's about taking back the land. It's about taking back the land for Yah. It's about mass extinction. He don't want you to just take back a part of the land. He wants you to take all of the land back. So, the kingdom of heaven, it is within us. But how do we get in? How do we get in? To be continued. That's all I have for you today. Pray with you. Bless you.